This is Woman on Fire's Friday Five. Just breathe. Hey, Disruptors. Welcome to Woman on Fire's Friday Five. I am your host, Trudy Thomas, Certified Life and Leadership Coach. Each week, we come to you straight from the arena, bringing you just a little bit of inspiration to send you into the weekend. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Hey, Disruptor. Welcome back for another episode of the Woman on Fire's Friday Five. Okay, so picture this. I lunge into my car, arms full, my mind twice as full as my arms, and I am running as fast as I can. My list of things to do is incredibly long today. First, there's the post office, then the dry cleaners, and oh yeah, there's the grocery store, and after that, the drugstore to refill a prescription I have put off twice already. I toss the items into the back seat, slam the door loudly, and fumble with my keys until at last I manage to get them into the ignition. I turn the key. Then, nothing. The car's fine. It starts without a problem. The problem is that I am stuck. Locked up, I sit there clutching the steering wheel, staring out of the window. I am frustrated. I am already late, and the longer that I sit there, paralyzed, staring out the window, I realize that I am holding my breath. How long have I been doing that? At that moment, I had a startling realization. It was Saturday. Why was I rushing around? It's the weekend. Where was I going? What would it matter if I was a little late? If I just slowed down for just a minute to catch my breath? What was I doing to myself and why? Okay, hit the pause button of your life for just a few minutes and let's talk. We as women do too much. We can't, we won't say no. We run around like overcharged superheroes with holes in our case because we've run ourselves ragged trying to do too much of everything all at once. It's hard. There's activities at school, at work, there's a bake sale for the playgroup, at the after-school care, there's a soccer game at 6.30, and the dog needs to go to the vet tomorrow because she's making that sound again. Edward Everett Hale once said, I am only one, but I am one. I can't do everything, but I can do something. The something I ought to do, I can do, and by the grace of God, I will. Anyone who is actually working at living a life is multitasking. There's always multiple things to do. We're juggling as fast as we can, and all of the balls are in the air at once. We jam-pack our days, our evenings, and even the weekends so full that we sometimes seem to forget to breathe. I know I'm not the only one. We placate ourselves temporarily with, in a minute, and when I'm done with this, while mentally we have already raced ahead and we are already half done with the next project, if we could just get there. We rush around from commitment to commitment, meeting ourselves, coming and going, thinking, hey, don't I know her? She looks familiar. This drive to keep busy keeps us tired, stressed out, overwhelmed, and dare I say, unsatisfied. We proudly display our can-do, will-do-ism by volunteering for everything and anything while wearing ourselves so thin, it's a wonder we're not invisible. Slow down and breathe. Now, let's be honest, between you and me, are we afraid to not be busy? We often confuse activity with accomplishment. Are we really accomplishing our goals or are we just busy? Your worth is not determined by how many activities you can jam into an evening. It's not determined by how many cookies you can provide or by your expertise at turning paper cups into one-of-a-kind Halloween decorations. We rush around breathing just enough to prevent ourselves from dropping over from oxygen deprivation. 
we forget to leave room in the day for ourselves. We feel guilty if we're not doing something, and we send ourselves all sorts of unhealthy messages. If we're not doing something, anything, we're lazy, we're not doing our share, we're not pulling our weight, we're not being competitive, and on and on. It's uncomfortable to not do, so we continue to add more and more things until, poof, we are worthless to ourselves and everyone else if we have passed out on the roadside along the way from sheer exhaustion. What in the world are we running from? Keeping ourselves busy distracts us from uncomfortable situations and or feelings. Perhaps we question our relationships or our jobs or a big lifestyle change or shift. Busyness fills mental space until we feel ready to deal with whatever it is that we are running away from. And when we are done running around, there it is again, staring us in the face until we deal with it. And there we go again, filling space with busyness. William Hazlitt, journalist and essayist during the 1700s, reminds us that life is short, time is fleeting, realize the self. Purity of the heart is the gateway to God. Aspire, renounce, meditate, be good, do good, be kind, be compassionate, inquire, know thyself. Staying busy allows us to avoid the work of exercising command over our lives. We are so busy taking care of busyness that we forget to take care of business, the personal things that we want to do, be, or accomplish. Not just being the best mother, friend, spouse, etc., but being a friend to yourself, being good, doing good, being kind and compassionate to ourselves, and eventually knowing ourselves. Whatever compels us to keep moving, the truth remains that we have to give ourselves permission to slow down, permission to breathe. No one else can give you this permission. Those who count on you would probably express a desire for you to keep moving. The blunt truth is that the more you do, the less they will have to do, period. Give yourself permission to breathe. Okay, try this little exercise. We'll call it mental and physical breathing. I call it mental breathing because your brain has to do it before your body does. You can even do this in the car while you're waiting for the light to change. Yes, when you begin your mental and physical breathing, the first few breaths may seem strange. Now, for the exercise. Sit down, place your hands in your lap, not clutching a steering wheel or each other, not clenched at your sides, and certainly not wrapped around the neck of your coworker. Breathe deeply using your stomach muscles and your lower back. Now breathe deeply from the stomach, not the chest, and repeat after me. I cannot do everything all at once. The world will not stop turning because I am breathing. I am only one person. I cannot be everything for everyone. I will ask for help when I need it. It's all right to ask for help. I will check in with myself before I volunteer for the next thing. I will learn how to set limits. I will learn how to say no, nicely, but no, just the same, to things that I will not be able to do. Keep breathing, deep, full breaths. Allow your ribcage to expand as you fill your lungs with air. Now, for the mental breathing. We must take time to mentally breathe as well. This requires that we slow down and allow ourselves to fill our minds with the things that fill our souls with stillness. 
No motion and no action, just stillness that expands as we fill this space with nothing at all. That's hard. Make no mistake about it. You will feel guilt or anxiety when you give yourself permission to not do something. Fight the desire to want to fill every empty spot with something. Sit down with a cup of coffee or tea if that's your thing. Enjoy a popsicle with your child on the stoop in front of your house. Watch an entire cartoon without needing to do something else at the same time. Do nothing but mentally breathe. And while you're breathing, think about what you would really love to do and what really makes you happy. Something that would really fulfill you and make you feel excited would turn on your power. No, this does not mean that you will go out right away and sign up for a class or make plans to begin on this ASAP. But just think about it. That's all. Just think about it. How would it feel if you could accomplish this? Just imagine the possibilities. See yourself in that place. It takes tremendous courage to stop doing and to start being. When you do, you are taking time to feed your soul. Being good and compassionate to ourselves seems like so much hard work and such a luxury when we think of all the things that we should be doing. Tell yourself that you need this time. You deserve this time. Learn to pause and be still. Learn to give yourself small nuggets of time to do something for you. Read a book or listen to music. Read a passage from the Bible or a motivational book. Actually, ink in this time on your to-do list. Put it in your iPhone. Learn to say no. Be firm. You can say no without giving a reason. Besides, the more reasons you give, they begin to sound like excuses. Just say no. No is a complete sentence. You do not have to give a lot of information or justify your decision. And you do not require assistance from anyone else to evaluate your decision to not do. You do not have to prove your point, And you have a right to say no. Just say, I'm sorry, I just can't. Period. When asked why, don't feel compelled to give reasons. No is no. Be firm and disciplined with this. It is surprising how many people will get the hint when you are firm. Yes, it will feel awkward to say no, especially when you have spent the majority of your life saying yes. Some people may even attempt to make you feel guilty about saying no. That's fine. Practice makes perfect and it will become easier. You cannot possibly do everything. For your own sanity, learn to delegate and say no. Henri Frederick Emil, the Swiss critic, advised that we learn to limit yourself, to content yourself with some definite work. Dare to be what you are and learn to resign with a good grace all that you are not and to believe in your own individuality. Set limits. Oh boy, that's a big one. Limits allow others to learn to be able to do more for themselves. He or she will be able to make decisions on their own and make choices of their own. Just breathe, be still, enjoy your individuality and allow your dreams to take root. Nurture them and allow them to flourish, even if it means that the dry cleaner closes at noon. Whew, that's a long one. That's all for now. Have a great weekend. Go out there and disrupt something. That's it for this time, Disruptors. The Woman on Fire's Friday Fives are published every Friday to give you just a little something to take you into the weekend. If you've enjoyed this episode, please pop over to iTunes or wherever you download your podcast and subscribe. 
To continue the conversation, please come over to my blog at www.thearena.online. Or if you'd like to discover how you can ignite your life, ignite your world, visit www.thearena.online and select Coach With Me. I can't wait to work with you. So until next time, bye-bye.